Cedar Rapids Colonels, let the good times roll. Welcome to All Ears, the official podcast of the Cedar Rapids Colonels, presented by Miracle Ear. I'm your host and voice of the Colonel, Calvin Cristoforo. On the podcast, you'll hear from past and present Cedar Rapids baseball influencers, including players, managers, executives, insiders, and more. It's season three of the Colonel's All Ear Podcast, presented to you by Miracle Ear, Calvin Christopher, your broadcaster for the Colonels in 2023, joined by Seth Stowes of the Twins Daily. He covers the Twins for Twins Daily. Seth, thank you so much for taking some time this morning. Well, thank you for having me, and then obviously welcome to the Twins affiliate family. Hey, appreciate that. Really happy to be here getting set for the 2023 season. Like a lot of people around the Twins organization and around the Cedar Rapids Colonels are, I think the biggest question that a lot of Colonels fans have and me being one of those fans have is who in the world should we expect to see at Veterans Memorial Stadium this spring and this summer? Yeah, it's a tough, tough question. I just recently went through all the the minor leaguers in camp and the big leaguers and tried to figure out where they would all go, what the roster projections were. And I think there are some pretty good prospects that could be in Cedar Rapids led by some pretty good pitchers. And, and that starts with a couple of guys that were there at the end of last year and Travis Adams and, and Jalen Nolan. Uh, both of those guys ended the season there last year. Um, hard throwers, one Adams right-handed, uh, Nolan left-handed, but also they added Alejandro uh, Hidalgo from the Angels in the Gio Urshela trade. He's certainly one to watch, but, you know, I know at Twins Daily, we have Marco Raya ranked number four uh, prospect, and I think there's a pretty decent chance he will, if not right away, be there most of the summer, I would think. So I think you're going to get some pretty good pitchers, um, but also on the hitting side, you get a chance to potentially see, you know, a, a Ben Ross, a Keone Cavaco, uh, even like a Jose Salas, who's a top 10 prospect uh, that came over in that uh, most recent deal from the Marlins. Uh, but Misael Urbina, I mean, there's there's a lot of guys and a lot of those 2022 draft picks that that you could see throughout the year. So let's start to dissect that list a little bit. You mentioned Marco Raya, who's a name a lot of people around the organization know and recognize. You says you said Twins Daily has him ranked as your four number four prospect. MLB Pipeline has him as the number six prospect in the Twins system. Three and two last year, ERA just over five across seventeen games started down in Fort Myers. What makes him so effective, and what should Colonels fans expect to see if he does make the trip here to Eastern Iowa? Yeah, and again, it may be a month or so into the season before he gets there. But the thing with him is, I mean, for those that remember Jose Barrios at that age, he's very similar uh, in terms of size, right around six foot, uh, very thin, wiry, throws hard. I mean, he's, you know, mid to upper 90s, uh, but also has a very good curveball, a very good changeup. And all of those pitches are still developing because he's still just 20 years old. Uh, but there's a lot of potential as he builds and, and fills out. And and that's the fun part about, you know, Class A ball is is you see these guys before they're fully matured and, and you can kind of start envisioning for yourself what they could become. And I think the, the sky's the limit for Mike Raya. Raya, a top pitching prospect. Someone you didn't mention who Colonels fans saw a little bit last year was David Festa, the six foot six right-handed pitcher. Is there a possibility he could start the season back here in CR? 
It's it's definitely a possibility. I know he spent about half of a season there last year. So kind of depending on how they choose to go about pushing him as a college guy. I look at him a lot, very similar to Louis Varland a year earlier, who spent half a season in Fort Myers, half a season in Fort in uh, Cedar Rapids, and then started, you know, last year at double A. I can see Festa getting a few starts, maybe even pitch a month or so in the cold, in the cooler climate before uh, moving on. But uh, I think Festa will spend a lot of time in Wichita. But if you get to see him in Cedar Rapids, make sure you get out and do that because, again, you're talking about a guy that consistently hits 98, 99. You know, I mean, he's he's a hard thrower with good extra stuff too. You had to mention the cold. It has been freezing here in Iowa. I know you're up near the Canadian border in Minnesota, so you're not, you know, giving us a break at all, but it has been freezing <laughs> temperatures, about like 20 degrees lower than the average here as we approach baseball season with opening day Whoa. coming for the Colonels in Peoria on April 6th. Those cold temperatures, though, here, hopefully not for long. And, of course, Festa, a guy the Colonels saw a lot last year, you mentioned his 98-mile-an-hour velocity, just a really uncomfortable at-bat, too, with that big frame coming over the top with those six-foot-six lanky arms. So pitching could be a, a good point for the Colonels this season. On the offensive side, you mentioned a couple of names, but I want to circle back to Jose Salas, who is uh, one of the prospects acquired in that Luis Arise pablo Lopez trade. He played in Beloit. Colonels fans saw him a little bit for the Sky Carp this past season. What does he bring in the middle infield that he we could see in Cedar Rapids? Yeah, I mean, well, frankly, I think Cedar Rapids fans have seen a lot of uh, Wander Javier over the last three or four years, uh, even going back to 2019, probably. So they're ready for probably any sort of change. But, uh, uh, you know, I mean, Salas is a, is a good all-around player. He's a solid shortstop. Uh, defensively, who may be able to stick there, but, you know, could play other places, good strong arm. And then offensively, he he's just a good all-around hitter. He's got a little power, and he, he drives the ball, a lot of doubles, things like that, takes good at-bats, isn't afraid to walk, you know, things like that. So I think he's a guy to actually really be excited about. Switch hitter too, which is always a good thing. Another guy yeah. in the middle, yeah, another guy in the middle infield, I'm not sure if you mentioned, but the Colonels might be able to see is Noah Miller, a guy ranked in the top 15, according to MLB Pipeline in the middle infield. Do you think he could be wearing a Colonel's uniform at some point this year? He definitely could. I, I have him starting the year at Fort Myers um, because he really didn't hit a whole lot last year. But the thing about Noah Miller is he is probably ready right now. It's a 19 or 20 year old to play defense at shortstop in the major leagues. He's that good. He's that wow. smooth. He's uh he's a tremendous defensive shortstop. I would expect you probably see him maybe even in the second half of the year. I think, uh, you know, he's got potential. He was a first round pick compensation pick here uh, a couple of years ago. And, and I know the twins really are high on his makeup and things like that. And I think he will hit. And I think they think he will hit, um, you know, maybe not for a ton of power, but gap to gap, double type of power. You said he's ready to play in the show on defense. What makes him such a smooth defender? You know, it's hard to explain, but man, he's got such soft hands and a strong, accurate arm. Um, you know, we've had the ability to see him play late, late in some spring training games this year and last year. And it seems like he's un, unfazed by the moment and he just looks so smooth defensively. You know, I don't know. That might have been a big, 
little dink statement, but uh, <laughs> he is he is a plus plus defensive player. Hearing is important to living life to the fullest. That's why inside every Miracle Ear store, you'll find better laughs at family barbecues. You'll find a better life is in store at Miracle Ear when you experience the Miracle Ear exclusive advantage. It starts with our free hearing assessment, plus innovative products that will fit your needs and budget. With free service and adjustments for life, call 319-243-7105 to schedule a free hearing evaluation and find a better life in store. Our local Miracle Ear team is proud to support the Cedar Rapids Colonels. Group outings are a great way to unwind and enjoy a night out, and we invite you to reach out to our group sales staff and see all the options we have. Everybody, everybody, everybody knows when you're at the game, the good times roll. Hey, hey, Colonels, let the good times roll. Cedar Rapids Colonels, let the good times roll. Calvin Christoforo and Seth Sos, who covers the Twins for Twins Daily, here on Episode 1 of Season 3 on the Colonel's All-Ear Podcast, presented to you, as always, by Miracle Ear. A bat you didn't name that Colonel's fans are probably a little upset you didn't name, Emmanuel Rodriguez, the number 3 prospect in the system, according to MLB Pipeline. Erod, as they call him, a guy who is really flashy. We saw him for a little bit down in Fort Myers last year before his injury. What are the chances he ends up in Cedar Rapids, whether that be to start the year or at some point at all this season? Well, I'm kind of embarrassed right now that I just don't have him on my list at all. He'll absolutely be in Cedar Rapids. Whether that happens in uh, you know opening day, I'm not necessarily sure. I think they're going to be cautious with him after his uh, knee injury last year. But at some point, I would guess by May or early, certainly first half of the year, he will be in Cedar Rapids, and man, he is exciting uh, as an all-around prospect. He kind of jumped onto the scene last year with the power in the Florida State League and uh, unfortunately missed the final three months of the year, but he, he was able to play a little in the Dominican Winter League. He's been able to play now in, in uh, spring training. You know, it's just a matter of how they're going to choose to start his season out, but you know, he's a guy that's talked about as potentially being the number one overall prospect in all of baseball a year from now, and that's the type of upside and talent he has with his ability to walk, ability to drive the ball, home runs, and he's a great defensive center fielder with a strong arm. So, you know, I mean, he's he's kind of the total package. A guy Colonels fans could be really excited about, and you mentioned his walk rate, and that is something that just jumps off the page. 57 walks in 47 games. Last year in Fort Myers, and in the year 2022 and now in 2023, that's something you really don't see quite often. What makes him so effective uh, at that ability to take ball four? Yeah, it's hard to say. You know, I mean, there hasn't been a whole lot of video on him, but he is a patient hitter, and that'll also cause a lot of strikeouts. So uh, last year there were times, uh, you know, and in the Florida State League last year they had the electronic strike zone, um, but he's got a good eye. He's got a good sense of what is and what isn't a strike. Um, you know, and with umpires, you know, that may or may not help him a lot of times. But um, he knows what pitches he likes. He knows what pitches he can drive. And it's not like he's out there trying to walk. But, you know, he's trying to find pitches that he can actually 
destroy. He can do damage on. And uh, again, he did that a lot last year. And, and hopefully he'll continue to do that for the Colonels this year. You mentioned his damage numbers, of course, in rookie ball and Fort Myers combined. 19 home runs in 84 career games, which is numbers that really jump off the page as well with those walk numbers. He has the ability to be patient, and then when he's patient and get a pitch he likes, do a ton of damage with the bat in his hand. So that's a couple of guys we could see in Cedar Rapids. Let's look more at the Twins organization as a whole. We can start top, work down to bottom. For the Minnesota Twins in the year 2023, a lot of new additions to the team. Joey Gallo coming in, Christian Vasquez making the trip uh, to Minnesota, some other exciting names. What are you looking forward to the most when it comes to guys on the Twins roster here on the upcoming season? You know, it's it's going to be an interesting season. I think injuries will play the biggest factor among anything, as it did last year for sure. But I think what's exciting for me is the pitching staff. Now, I mean, Twins fans are not used to having top half of the rotation starters or even guys that you feel comfortable going into a playoff game starting. Uh, They really haven't had a lot of that since uh, Johan Santana and Brad Radke almost 20 years ago, other than, you know, a few examples here and there uh, with some pop-up seasons. But their rotation, which includes Pablo Lopez, who they gave up, Luis Rise to get. Uh, Lopez is incredibly exciting. He's got some upside to be a true number one, number two type of guy. Kenta Maeda will be back after missing last year due to uh, Tommy John surgery. Last year, last time he was healthy, he finished second in Cy Young voting. But then they've got Sonny Gray, who's just a solid, solid veteran. Uh, He's a number two, number three type. Tyler Malley, if he's healthy, uh, he can be a very good starting pitcher. And Joe Ryan, the guy they got the Nelson Cruz trade a couple of years ago, had a really strong rookie season. And it kind of leaves a guy like Bailey Ober, who has pitched very well when healthy, uh, potentially going down to St. Paul to start the season. So not only do they have six guys who are legitimate big league starters, but they've got Louis Varland and Simeon Woods Richardson uh, ready at St. Paul uh, as needed. You know, so I think the depth that they have, along with a lot of guys that I think you can feel comfortable starting a playoff game, uh, it's exciting and it's something we haven't seen uh, around Twins territory. Let's talk a little bit more about the Pablo Lopez trade coming in. Obviously, he had to give up the batting champion in the American League and Luis Arise to get an arm like Pablo Lopez. We talked about Jose Salas, who came to the Twins system in the deal as well. What are your thoughts? What were your initial reactions when that trade went down? Well, it was tough because, I mean, Luis Arise is a fan favorite. And, and those that remember him, and uh, I guess it'd probably be 2016 in Cedar Rapids, probably remember um, him as a 17-year-old that won a batting title hitting 330 in, in the Midwest League. And, and he's hit 300-plus at every level, including the big leagues, finally winning that batting title. And he's just full of energy, just a great kid, great guy. You hate to lose a guy like that, and yet, you know, he made an all-star team last year. He was a Gold Glove nominee for whatever reason, because he's not that good defensively. Uh, he won a Silver Slugger. He an all-star. I mean, he's just he had a fantastic season. So the reality is, they probably sold high on him to get a guy like Lopez, who really does have the chance to be a top of the rotation starter. But not only that, Salas is a top 10 prospect in the organization. And and I've seen him on top 100 lists uh, globally. So, uh, and then to add a flyer and a guy like Byron uh, Chorio, a uh, DSL guy, 
mean, you're just to me, it was a very good trade for the Twins. I think the Twins did great, and I think they're going to be very happy with what Pablo Lopez provides. But again, it's it's at the expense of a guy that fans love in Luis Arise. So that's the tough part, the business side of baseball. It can be, uh, you know, frustrating, but it is the reality of the game. Stay connected with the Cedar Rapids Colonels all year long by following the Colonels on social media. Catch up with the Colonels on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CRKernel. Calvin Cristoforo and Seth Sos talking about the all things twins, all things Colonels here on episode one of season three of the Colonels All Ear podcast presented as always by Miracle Ear. We're getting to that point in spring. We're approaching opening day. We're approaching April where decisions are going to need to be made on who's making the big league club and who is not making the big league team. It looks like Louis Varland, a guy who's a fan favorite in his own right, even in his young career in Minnesota, is going to start the season in St. Paul, but who are some guys that could be, and right now are on the cusp of potentially making the big league roster that could be a little bit of a surprise? Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know that there's going to be any surprises in the rotation because, like I said, there's six guys that are legit for five spots, and maybe even, maybe Bailey Ober makes it as a long reliever, you know, sixth man type of a guy. You know, the bullpen's fairly set, I think, uh, at least five or six deep with, you know, John Duran, Jorge Lopez, Griffin Jacks, Caleb Thielbar, Giovanni Moran, Jorge Alcala. Uh, yeah, probably still Emilio Pagan for those Twins fans. <laughs> quite as exciting. I think uh, a name to watch is Jeff Hoffman, uh, the longtime uh, Rockies and Reds reliever, and he was a starter in the past, but... Twins signed him after spring training started. He's uh, he's done a really nice job in, in his outings, and he's throwing 96, 97, so that's encouraging. Obviously, a couple other names to watch. I mentioned Simeon Woods Richardson, but we saw what Jose De Leon did in the uh, World Baseball Classic as he was through the first five and two-thirds of uh, Puerto Rico's uh, perfect game. Uh, against Israel. Randy Dobnak still in the picture, you know, uh, 2017 Colonels guy. Um, you know, he's healthy, his, his finger is okay, and I think he's got a chance to resurface at some point. So, I mean, there's a lot of uh, interesting names and then some former Colonels such as, you know, Cole Sands and and Austin Schulfer and uh, even Derek Rodriguez is back again this year. So these are all guys that I think we'll see at some point. The, the exciting ones might be Ronnie Enriquez, uh, even Jordan Belazovic after a tough year. And we'll see what happens with Josh Winder in that shoulder. So, again, it's it's all about depth and uh, a lot of talent. No question about that. What about on the offensive side? Any surprises we could see make the big league roster? Yeah, I think part of that's going to be dependent on injuries. You know, for example, uh, you know, as we're talking here, less than two weeks before the season, Byron Buxton just played in his first game on the minor league side. Um, Alex Kirilov just played defense for the first time in the minor league side, and, and Jorge Polanco still hasn't done anything yet. Uh, Jose Miranda's hitting, but he hasn't played the field to this point. 
Um, so it'll be really interesting to see, you know, how the roster plays out if some of those guys aren't able to play. Unfortunately, Austin Martin got hurt with his UCL, so he won't be an option. I think the guy that everyone's excited about, and you saw him in Cedar Rapids a couple of years ago, is Edward Julian, who, again, uh, you know, he... For those that follow the Twins Daily Minor League Report every day, you've seen his name many times over the last couple of years. He's, I think, our number five prospect, but he's put on a show this spring, and then he went with Team Canada and you know, posted like an 1,800 OPS with a couple of homers, a couple of doubles. I think he hit 600. Um, you know, so he's definitely one to watch in that second base, first base situation. Another guy, Matt Walner, saw a couple of years ago. Made his debut last September, a Minnesota kid. He's got a chance as well. Um, I know he was just optioned, but I think we'll have a chance to see him. And a guy I'd like to just see get a chance is Michael Hellman, who really turned his career around in 2021 uh, with the help of uh, then Colonels hitting coach Bryce Berg. And he's uh, he's put himself one step away from the big leagues, and I, I'd love to see him get a chance at some point. I want to look back, uh, go down a little bit to the minor league system and a guy that the Colonels fans fell in love with last year, Brooks Lee, obviously an imposing bat. I got a little bit to watch him a little bit in the Cape Cod League when he was there for the Yarmouth Tennis Red Sox. Uh, A guy who's now listed, according to MLB Pipeline, as the number one prospect in the system. What do you think his timeline is and how big is this guy's upside? I mean, it's it's huge. Um, You know, with the fat that the twins signed Carlos Correa for six years. The real question is how they're going to incorporate Brooks Lee and Royce Lewis and, you know, potentially Austin Martin and others into that equation with Correa at short, but Brooks Lee, he he looks the part of a shortstop. He makes all the plays. And I mean, you got a chance uh, in Cedar Rapids last year to see them, uh, how well he can hit. And, And that's after just a few pro ball games, you know, after getting drafted. So, he ended the year last year playing in the playoffs for Wichita, and I think that's where he'll start this season. But I mean, you know, from all the reports, if if he got off to a fast start and they need someone, I don't think they'd be afraid to go to him anytime during the season. And I think that's a possibility in the second half. Again, it depends. Julianne's going to get a chance at second at some point and could DH, but Brooks Lee is is definitely going to be a long-time big league player and, and like you said it's it's that's to me the fun part about you know being a minor league affiliate is getting to see those guys uh before they become household names in the big leagues lee a guy who had a great year uh, in cedar rapids last season when you look at the you know prospect the farm system as a whole what's a name that doesn't get a lot of recognition that you think is an underrated guy who can make a splash, whether it be at the minor league level this year or at some point sneak into the big leagues and make an impact with the Twins? Yeah, I mean, I mentioned uh, Jalen Nolan earlier, that a, a guy that ended last year with, I think, three starts for the Colonels. Um, I think he's got a chance to be special. Left-handed, throws 97, struck out like 13 per you know nine innings last year. Um but another one that I actually failed to mention earlier that I think has a chance to get to Cedar Rapids probably by the mid part of the season is their second round pick from last year, Connor Prelip, who a lot of people think is a top 10 type of pick. Uh, but unfortunately with COVID and, and he had Tommy John surgery, he was, he fell to the twins in the second round and they, they overpaid to sign him. But, um, 
you know, he's the kind of guy that has a chance to move up really quickly. I'd expect he starts in Fort Myers, but gets to Cedar Rapids pretty quickly. And then when he does, you probably want to get there for some of those games because he may be he may be one of those guys that gets to Wichita pretty quick as well. So what you're telling me is with the pitch clock and how loaded you think the Colonel's pitching staff could be, we might be looking at some two hour games at Veterans Memorial Stadium this summer. That's I mean, that's possible. And I'll if I <laughs> if I'm able to get there for a few games, I'm hoping so, but I may have <laughs> that here so you know maybe we need to delete that part if uh <laughs> if it doesn't happen yeah we, we've already jinxed it well that's a good recap of the twin system up and down i got one last question for you. i'm just going to put you on the spot are you yay or oh. nay on the twins new logo slash uniform oh man that's a tough one i uh I do like the new uniforms. I'll be honest, especially, you know, some of their alternate ones. And I like the uniforms. I really do. Um, I'm not real sure about the cap, the baseball cap with that little star above the M. I think it would have been fine with just the M or something. Uh, but I, I don't mind it. I mean, I think they're fine. I, I just, uh, I'm not sure about that M. So uh, we'll, we'll get used to them. We'll get used to them. Well, there you have it. That is Seth Sose, who covers the Twins for Twins Daily, talking all things Colonels, all things Twins. Seth, thank you so much. Can't thank you enough for the time. I'm happy to do it. And again, really excited for the upcoming season for the Twins, but also for all the affiliates. And I, I look forward to getting down to Cedar Rapids and meeting you and, and hopefully working with you throughout the season to, to provide some good Colonels coverage at Twins Daily. So thank you very much for having me. And uh, enjoy your enjoy your year. Congratulations on the new gig. Thank you so much. Looking forward to seeing you down here in Cedar Rapids. Opening day coming up soon, April 6th in Peoria. The Chiefs and the Colonels on that day. Thanks so much for listening to Episode 1 of Season 3 of the Colonels All Year Podcast, presented to you by Miracle Ear. Choosing Miracle Ear was a great decision. Like when I decided to host family movie nights. Miracle Ear made it easy. I just booked an appointment and a certified hearing care professional evaluated my hearing loss and helped me find the right device calibrated to my unique hearing needs. Now I enjoy every moment, the quiet ones and the loud ones. Your local Miracle Ear team is proud to support your Cedar Rapids Colonels.